Welcome to the Deep Fried Bets Podcast. Featuring Blake, Boomer, and CG Nasty. Let's make gambling great again. All right, folks, we're back. Chapter 2.9, Deep Fried Bets Podcast, coming out <laughs> to hot. CG, Nasty, and Boomer, they're back. We're all back for some more winners. We got yep. Collier back from his week-off break from uh, the only accountant in the world to work during non-tax season. Yep. We're coming back with some winners this week. We also have special guest Ed Fang from thepowerrank.com. Uh, Ed is going to come in, got some great college football knowledge, numbers-based uh, system, really good stuff. We'll, uh, we'll catch up with him here in just a little bit. But first of all, let's look back a little bit on last week. Boomer was here. Collier had the week off. Undefeated. Uh, he was undefeated last week, but on the year 34-38-3. and three. You're, you're, I'm just close to 500. You're getting back finish. to that 500. Uh, Boomer had a winning weekend, eight, six, and one, 51, 59, and two, and I went eight and seven. Uh, bring my overall record to 69. Nice, 53 and two. Uh, well, we might as well just stop betting from there on. I know. I think that's 69. If you know what you're saying, that's right. Uh, you know, we actually got to watch games together last weekend, which is always a good treat. Um, me and Boomer had the. Uh, the Chardonnay is flowing, as he likes to say. Um, we they had, were buttery. Uh, they were buttery. Not yeah. creepy. Don't like no. the creepy. Just the we, butter. Uh, live betting stuff, trying to middle games. Good good times. Um, Win a little bit of money. It's always fun. But as, as I said, we're back this week, Chapter 2.9. Got some, uh, some good stuff coming up. We're going to start off, as usual, with our college football Picks. We'll get to Ed Fang first, though, before we start those picks. Then we're going to roll in some NFL. We got the vault and everybody's favorite, Stone Cold Steve Austin, lock of the week. We're, we're coming at you live during the middle of Game 7 of World Series. So, Also, more importantly, we're coming at you live during the Toledo-Akron Zips. Let's go ahead and get a score check on that, Boom. 13-10. All right, who's got the win? The lead, I should say. Toledo does. Okay, I can keep it within that ten. I'll be all right. Yep. Yeah, I'm. Uh, you know, I'm actually at this World Series game right now. Oh wow, man, that's real dedication. Yeah, I'm actually in the bathroom. That's why the sounds cutting in and out. Understandable. Yep. All right, so like I said, we'll go ahead and get to our interview first. Ed Fang from ThePowerRank.com. Ed, take it away. All right, we'd like to welcome Ed Fang uh, from thepowerrank.com, and you can find him at, on Twitter at thepowerrank. Uh, Ed, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me, Blake. Absolutely. Um, Ed does college football rankings and previews and predictions and all kind of awesome stuff uh, over at the Power Rank. I ran across him a couple weeks ago and been really intrigued by some of his information. Uh, great stuff. Again, that's at thepowerrank on Twitter or thepowerrank.com on um the internet. So, Ed, speaking of college football, we'll go ahead and look. What did you think of the first playoffs that came out, or the first playoff rankings that came out yesterday? Yeah, I thought they were really interesting. I think Texas A&M is overrated at fourth. But uh, I think it's nice because it gives something for me to talk about, something to predict that, you know, they're probably not going to make it. So it's fun. Right, yeah. We saw them. I went to the Alabama-Texas A&M game a couple weeks ago, and that does not look like the fourth-best team in the country to me, but it was – I was a little shocked when that came out, but 
Yeah. I think they're saying at this point if Washington wins out that that they're in, but you can't you never can tell with that group. Um so yeah. here is the best team you've seen this far, or according to your rankings, you still have uh, Alabama at one, or is it a little bit different? Yeah, absolutely. I still have Alabama first. Um, I mean, there's really nothing you can say bad about this team, except for maybe they have, I think, 12 special teams and defensive touchdowns, which is an unsustainable rate of of defensive and special teams touchdowns. I mean, I think you need an element of luck to make those things happen. So, but I mean, they look great on offense, great on defense. They have a mobile quarterback for the first time. Oh, you're down in Alabama, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, we, uh, everybody around here is taking a little transition to a, a run first quarterback, but I think they're finally right. getting used to it. So, based on those, uh, the rankings that came out yesterday, what's maybe a team that you saw that, that you thought was a little underrated in those initial rankings? Oh, Louisville, for sure. Uh, they're a really good team. They're not just Lamar Jackson. They have an incredible defense that I think, as of last week when I checked, they were top 10 in uh, yards per play allowed, You know, for example. Um, I think the, the committee put them at 7th because they've had a couple tough uh, close wins, right? Duke and then, and then Virginia. I think they dominated both those games from a yardage perspective, so there was something a little bit fluky that happened to make those games close. And I think they're a really good team. My numbers actually give them a really high chance to make the playoff. I mean, they're not going to beat Clemson to win that division, but they have a really good chance to sit at 11-1. I think they have about a 62% chance to win out those games, which is pretty solid. And so they'll be sitting there at 11-1. They won't have a championship game to play. They may be fourth or fifth. And if the chips fall right, I think they could get in as that second ACC team. Right. Okay. So tell us a little bit more about how the rankings, you know, what, what's some of the, the main things that you focus on when you're looking at those? Yeah, so how do I do my rankings? Right, well, I don't want you to give away your secret or anything like that, but, you know, oh, what's, what's no, some no, of no, the key things? Um, you know, I actually really enjoy talking about it because okay. I, don't, I don't feel like, you know, you see a lot of these computer rankings, and, you know, they're all kind of doing the same thing. So the, what the good ones do is they take margin of victory and adjust for strength of schedule. Um, that's, so that's what Sagarin's doing. That's what I'm doing with my team rankings. That's what a lot of other people are doing. And um, so the good ones are the ones that are actually using margin of victory. And the bad ones are the ones that are using wins and losses. So back in back in the day, in the BCS days, they were using this Kali matrix, which is actually a really beautiful piece of mathematics, but it doesn't really predict the outcome of games well. Okay. So what you need to do that is you need to use margin of victory in these games. Um, you know, I, I got a little lucky that, you know, I was able to find my own way of doing that based on some of the research I was doing. But there's also a lot of really good ways of doing that out there. And, in fact, uh, you know, the simple rating system that you can see on these sports reference sites and, and various other places on the Internet, those are those are decent rankings. Okay. So, like, if – like yards per play, is that something, or is it mainly just right. like? Do you mainly just focus on margin of victory, or is it you know broken down by statistical categories or that kind of thing? Yeah, absolutely. So you know, I started out with the team rankings that was all about a points-based metric, and then eventually evolved into breaking down offense and defense separately, and that led me to yards per play, and it's just really powerful efficiency metric. So okay. it looks at how well an offense can move the ball. Or conversely, how well the defense prevents this movement. 
Okay. And the you know the same algorithms I use, I use to adjust for strength of schedule. And college football is just really fascinating because you get um, you get vast uh, adjustments for schedule. So it really matters if you play in the SEC versus uh, Conference USA. Um, you know, Western Kentucky has the second best yards per carry allowed in the nation, but they play in Conference USA. So there's no way you can say that they're better than Alabama, who's third. And yards per carry allowed. Right. Okay. So who is a team that, that according to your rankings, maybe is a little bit lower than or a little bit higher than what the playoff committee thought of a certain team? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I definitely think we, we already talked about Louisville a little bit. Um, my numbers, uh, like Ohio State still, you know, this is a team that recruits – well, I think they're the only team that can kind of come within uh, breeding distance of Alabama in terms of recruiting, recruiting prowess. I think that's a really talented team that they have. You know, they might not be all there. And the offense has struggled recently, but I think a lot of that has to do with kind of offensive line injuries that they've had over the past month, you know, right when they started struggling. In my member numbers, I have Ohio State fourth. I still think they're a pretty good team. Um, they're actually behind Michigan now, but they'll be a favorite in Columbus against Michigan. So, when, then, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, and then I actually want to move on to another team. So I don't know if you had a question about Ohio State. No, I was uh, I was going to say this weekend I saw that Publix all over Nebraska, but the line keeps moving towards Ohio State. What do you think about that game? <laughs> I think the line should be moving towards Ohio State. I yeah. think that's uh, that's yeah. You know, I mean, it, it kind of depends, right? Because Ohio State has had issues with their offensive line. I mean, if they can figure that out. I think they win that game pretty handily. Um, you know, I had a kind of an interesting situation where, where my points-based metrics only favored Ohio State by eight and a half points, which I thought, which as soon as I saw, I was like, no, that's not right. And so I had to get into the other measures like yards per play. And I've actually started doing rankings based on market data. So I take closing point spreads and, and run it through my algorithm as well. And they, these give me market rankings. And that was another measure that showed just how much better Ohio State was than Nebraska. All right, so I know you were about to give us another team that you thought was undervalued. Who was that? Yeah, so that was LSU, which okay. um, is obviously a huge game this this weekend uh, with Alabama going to LSU. Um, I have a lot of respect for that program. I have a lot of respect for what Les Miles built there. I, I feel like he really got the uh, a raw deal there. Um, I know there's a lot of valid criticisms of the man, but he – he won a lot of games, and this is a really good football team. It's kind of classic Les Miles, like amazing defense, good running game with Leonard Fournette, and, and no quarterback. Um, but, you know, my member rankings, I have them at six, and they're slightly ahead of Washington right now. And so, again, that's a kind of strength of schedule adjustment coming in here because they're playing, you know, they play a really difficult schedule. I mean, that Wisconsin game was a road game Oh yeah, um, that they – you know, they lost by two points. And then, obviously, with the, the last second mishap against Auburn, that's, that's a really good football team. Yeah, that Wisconsin win, or that Wisconsin loss, uh, looks better and better each week, that's for sure. Exactly, exactly. So, I don't know if you had a chance to look at it this weekend, but who's like a value play for you, something that you've seen that, that really stood out to you? Yeah, I think uh, Mississippi State is 17 uh, – let me find it. They're a huge dog. Yeah, they're at home against A&M, right? 
Yeah, they're a 13 and a half point dog right now. And you have to believe that either Texas A&M is really good, kind of, you know. So if, if Texas A&M is a 13-point favorite on the road, they're 16 points better on a neutral site. Um, you know, I don't quite have Texas A&M rated that high in my, in my member rankings. Um, so you really have to assume, I, I, you know, let's assume it's like 13 they're 13 points better than FBS average. You have to assume that Mississippi State is worse than FBS average. I think that's a fair line. Um, we talked a little bit about you know Texas A&M uh, being a little overrated. They still have a lot of issues uh, throwing the ball. It's it's not a particularly efficient pass offense, and they've struggled defending the run for the last four years. And I think it's gotten better this year, but it's still not it's still not up to kind of SEC standards, I would say. Right. So so that's. That's the one I look at, and I think is a little bit crazy this week. You got anything else, or is that just really the one that stuck out to you? That's the one that sticks out most. It's been a really interesting year because there's a lot of teams that are making drastic changes uh, from the previous year. So you just look at teams like Auburn, who I felt has been the markets have liked a lot more than my numbers, and but you know they've proven that to be right. And so sometimes it's hard. Um, when there's a lot of movement like that, uh, you know, there's there, it, it makes for really interesting handicapping because you really have to know your subjective factors and you kind of have to look at Auburn and be like, well, this team recruits at a top 10 level. So it's not crazy that they're going to make a huge jump from last year. Right. All right. So looking at today, there's one undefeated team against the spread left in college football, and that's Colorado. Is that – like when you right. see something like that, is that something that's fluky to you or – is it just something a team that maybe Vegas hasn't caught up on yet? Yeah, that's a really good question. So eight, they're eight and zero against spread. Um, you know, they're a pretty good. They're a pretty good team. Uh, you know, I <laughs> that's another interesting game because they're a thirteen point favorite against UCLA at home, and I know Josh Rosen's out, but that seems like a pretty big, big big spread to me. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. I've been. Fade them for the last couple of weeks, no luck, <laughs> but I think. But, yes. but one thing, yeah, one thing about Colorado, they have really good defensive backs, really good cornerbacks, and that defense has been really good. And I think it's been tough for the markets to kind of adjust to exactly where they should be. Uh, there was a couple injury issues too, because I think the quarterback was out a couple games. Um, but again, one of those teams that is is making a real leap from where they were last year. Okay. All right. Well, we'll get you out on this one. Um, if you had to had to take one team that maybe you you're gonna ride out the rest of the way that you don't think that Vegas has quite figured out yet, who's that team? That's a good question. Um, you know, I'm probably gonna have to go with Texas A&M here. I okay. think, especially with the you know kind of fading those guys, I right. think. Just with the credit they've been given in, in the public eye with this ranking of fourth, I mean, obviously that's all probably going to go away if they lose a couple games. But right. I think they'll, in particular, they're really going to struggle against LSU a little bit later in the season. So that would be that would probably be my team. Okay, awesome. Well, Ed, thanks again so much for joining us. Again, that's Ed Fang uh, at the Power Rank. Uh, you can catch him at or check him out at thepowerrank.com. Really good stuff there. Or on Twitter, at the Power Rank, uh, and that's Ed Fang. Ed, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. 
That was Ed Fang again. Ed, we'd like to thank you for joining us. Go check him out at thepowerrank.com. I think you'll like what you see. Um, but that Ed was Ed Fang bringing the fangs. That's right. Uh, so that was Ed's take on the college football weekend. And now it's time for our take on the college football weekend. Got uh, only four scheduled games. The uh, the weekend was a little light this weekend on uh, like power matchups, which means that probably some of the best action of all season is in store for us this weekend. But we'll start off with Collier. We don't have a set Thursday game. We have a you pick it Thursday or Friday night game. Uh, lots to choose from. I think six or seven overall games. Collier, what was your Friday or Sat or fr- Thursday or Friday night pick? Uh, I always go Thursday because it's Thursday Thursdays. You know what I'm talking about. This is a perfect week. Just go ahead and call your boss and tell him you're fucking sick. You can't come in on Friday. You're drinking a lot on Thursday. And you're taking Oklahoma minus 20.5 at Iowa State. Because why the fuck would Iowa State be anywhere close to Oklahoma? They're running a train through this Big 12. And they're killing everybody. And they don't give a fuck who the... It's on the other side. They'll kill your kids. They'll kill your wife. Just fucking everybody. Damn, Take dude, that's home. Pretty, uh, that may be some Joe Mixon kind of stuff right there. That's my boy. No, no, that's not your boy. He tore up a uh, fucking... No, not just in the past week. He tore up a parking ticket. That's the kind of shit I like to see. All right, we can condone the, the parking ticket tearing up, but yeah, his actions prior to that... No, I do, I do not condone that. That was a uh, bad move. Yeah, uh, but yeah, eternally... He can burn in hell. Um, anyway, so Collier's taking Oklahoma minus 20.5 Thursday night against the Iowa State Cyclones. Boomer, who's your uh, Thursday night game? Man, I don't, uh, don't usually do this, especially on Thursday nights, but I'm going, with, uh, I'm going with a favorite on Thursday in Boulder, Colorado. Oh. <laughs> hazy. Ain't going to be able to see that football. The raging Buffaloes are going to be trampling my once beloved Bruins, with Josh Rosen out the rest of the year, they don't stand a chance. And uh, Colorado's moving, running and gunning. I I think they cover the thirteen. Hey man, I'm not gonna uh, quote anybody, but I did hear that Josh Rosen was with the ladies a little bit too much, and he got hurt, so he may be a pussy. Oh wow! Yeah, he uh, he hurt his nose. If you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I know. Well. Um, so you're you're picking Colorado to get to nine and zero against the spread. Oh yeah, it's 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 coming. They're, you know, fifteen moving on up. Really, the uh, the only thing that Washington has to pad their schedule this year. Yeah, I will. Hey, uh, has there ever been a team go undefeated against the spread? I don't think in a full season. I know Auburn went like twelve and one against it that miracle season they had, but. Uh, I don't know that anybody's ever done it undefeated. We'll check that. The uh, Deep Fried Bet Stats and Information Department, we'll have that for well, you. Well, you don't have to go very far because I've gone undefeated against the spread every year. Oh, wow. Okay. There's a call here for you. All right. So, uh, I'm going to fade you, not on my pig, but I'm sure I'll be fading you tomorrow night because that streak's got to come to an end at some point. But my official Thursday or Friday night game is the UConn Huskies at home plus the 10 against the Temple Owls. Um that's Friday night, and that's a classic 70-30 spread game for you. Um, Temple's getting some money. Let me give you a little nugget about Temple. I know we've been talking about Colorado undefeated against the spread. Clemson, along with Auburn, and I believe there's one other team um, 
they are only one loss against the spread. And that's the kind of thing that just doesn't keep up either. Um, I mean, these people out in the desert are pretty smart. Temple kind of underrated throughout early in the season. Now people kind of picking up steam on Matt Rule, a really good coach. Uh, he's got those boys back fighting. But I think UConn keeps it within the 10 at home on Friday night. So that's my official week night pick. Well, um, while you're passing out little nuggets, which uh, they probably will be doing in Boulder tomorrow night. Oh, they will. After, after the celebration ensues. Uh, do you remember what happened to UConn last week? Uh, they got housed. They did get housed. Do you remember what the score was? I don't. It was bad. It was 41-3 to against East Carolina. Save that in, uh, in book market, kids. I might be coming back later in the show. Oh, pilots, hey. baby. I, I think I might be on that path. Okay, so that's our Thursday or Friday night game. Uh, Saturday, as I said, the slate on paper is not great. Only two ranked v. ranked matchups. Um, first up, though, the Florida Gators are five-and-a-half-point favorites. They travel to Arkansas. Uh, Arkansas coming off a bye, got housed in Auburn before that bye. Uh, Boomer, who are you taking in this game? Absolutely love Arkansas. The Auburn game was a bit of a fluke, got out of hand early, and it was in Jordan Hare, so they really had no chance to really get their legs underneath them. Allen got hurt in the beginning of the game. He wasn't really the same the rest of the game. However... I still think he is uh, one of the top two best quarterbacks in the SEC. This being in Fayetteville, I have no faith in uh, old Black Jack Del Rio's kid. And uh, I-, I absolutely love the Razorbacks in this spot. Brett Bielema already said that in the TCU game. I, I think I think that this is a uh, an obvious call. You go with, uh, with Arkansas. And uh, there also might be a little bit of something at the end of the podcast for uh, – for some folks that are trying to make some real money on this. Okay. Um, Collier, who do you like in this matchup? Yeah, this week I went strictly, I don't give a shit about the players. I'm going straight, you know, mascots. So when I thought about this game, you know, you've got the Florida Gator who took down a little kid in Disney. Or you've got the Arkansas Hogs who took down the King in Game of Thrones. So I'm taking Arkansas plus 5.5. Oh, wow. Okay, so you worked in a Disneyland and Game of Thrones reference in the same sentence. Major points to you. I'm fading both of y'all. I don't really know why. I just, Arkansas, I know they're kind of beat up and the bye week helps, but I kind of thought the same thing. I faded Tennessee last week, but at the same time, that's one of those things, like they were beat up and you think a bye week would help, but there's only one week of there's only so much one week of rest can do. Arkansas got beat up. I think Florida takes care of business minus five and a half on the road. Hey uh, man, that's not the only thing that got beat up last weekend. No, no. Okay. Is that a Josh Rosen reference you're throwing out there for the ladies? Yeah, it really is. All right, good job. And so that's uh, I'm not I'm not super confident. I'm not advising that you run to the window and place your ticket on Florida, but we had to make a pitch. I am. I would do it. Today, go back to that same window, lay the same amount of money on it tomorrow. That gives you two more days to gamble the same amount of money and get your bets in as much as possible. Okay. All right, so Boomer's confident. I got a feeling we might hear about that a little later on. Next up, uh, Saturday night showdown in the horseshoe. Nebraska off an overtime loss at Wisconsin. Travels to Ohio State. 
Ohio State's 16-and-a-half-point favorite as it stands now. Line has done some wacky things. Um, Boomer, who do you like in this matchup? Well, I uh, I love these games. I love the games that don't make any sense right here, just like this one. Nebraska's ranked, what, 11th now? Yeah. Going into the horseshoe, I mean, that's probably only going to factor in maybe five points, maybe six. I I love Ohio State here. I think that they don't want to have another Penn State situation. I never take this many points. I think that it's usually not the smart thing to do. But right now, 82% of the public is all about Nebraska, and the line is holding strong. That tells me that Vegas is trying to clean house on this one game, make a ton of money, and uh, I, I love Ohio State. All right. All right. It's a 16 and a half. All right. Let me do you one better there. Um, I saw 88% earlier today, um, but let me, let me tell you this. This game opened at 12, then went to 12 and a half, then sat at 13, and more money has only came in on Nebraska, but the money, the line keeps going towards Ohio State. That's telling you people with big dicks – and big pocketbooks are coming up to the window, and they're hammering the Buckeyes. And your little Joe Blow betting $10, $15 because, ooh, I've never been to a sports book before. I want to make some money. They're taking Nebraska. Uh, I'm fading with the, the, big, the big pocket spenders here. Love Ohio State. This was in my vault until I realized that we had pick, we're picking this game. So I'm taking Ohio State. Collier, who you got? Yeah, I don't really care what everybody's on the line for uh... – these two teams have one thing in common the last three weeks. They both took Wisconsin to the wire in overtime at Camp Randall. And now we're supposed to think that Iowa State's a 17-point favorite against these guys. Get into Nebraska. I'm with the public. I don't give a shit. Nebraska plus 17. All right. Yeah, and, I mean, you know, there's not too many, uh, too many wealthy people that just have thousands of dollars to blindly gamble on Ohio State. Because if there were, then uh, the Indians would have been favored going into tonight. That's right. So, here we go. Um, all right, next up, the battle on the bayou. Um, this game, always a treat, especially in the Death Valley. The Crimson Tide of Alabama, eight-point favorites on the road in Baton Rouge. Definitely the lowest spread for an Alabama team this year. First time it's gotten a single digits, I believe. Um, Collier, who you signing with here? Yeah, I really don't know too much about these two teams. Uh, I know that Nick Saban's the coach of Alabama, and some guy named Coach O is the coach of uh, LSU. So it's kind of, I don't know, really don't know much about that dude. I know he drives a Hummer, which is pretty badass. And I'm going to take Alabama minus eight. All right, Boomer, who are you taking here? Oh, I'm going to go ahead and show my O face. Oh, oh, oh. Taking LSU and the eight points. Love it. Night game, Death Valley. You know there's going to be some people throwing up in that stadium by the time kickoff comes on. And every single person in there hates Nick Saban. Every single one of them. That's true. They do. Um, what everybody's been gunning for. Orgeron's going to have a hell of a speech to get those boys pumped up. Before the game starts, I see I see a seven zero start out of the gate. I see Jalen Hurts trying his best. You know he's never been in an environment like this. Lane Kiffin's going to do a pretty good job trying to protect him, but I think that uh, I think LSU's going to be able to slow down the run, and uh, and Jalen Hurts is going to have to make about two two mistakes at least in this game. 
Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I've been back and forth. This is Publix all over Alabama. Um, it's dropped to actually seven and a half. It could get to seven. If it gets to seven, I like the tide. But the under has or the over has not hit in this game since two thousand seven. So, as I've done with the tide in the past, and the tide has come out victorious, I'm gonna take the under. Um, so forty five and a half. So yeah, I'll take the under at forty five and a half. I know that sounds really low, but this thing doesn't ever hardly hit the over. So I'm gonna take the under. If it gets a seven, I'll take Alabama where it stands now. The under is my play. That is extremely low over under. Yeah. They, these two teams, man, they're uh, I don't know. Alabama might cover it. We'll see. Uh it'll have to be a shootout if if LSU wants to win, I think. Next up, let's go to the pros. Not much on the college, as I said. We'll get some more to you in the vault and maybe Stone Cold Steve Austin likes of the week. But Thursday night, tomorrow night, I hope you boys are excited to make some money as I am in this one because you got the Atlanta Falcons. Four-point road favorites in, on a Thursday night to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Boomer, are you rolling with your hometown Falcons or are you taking – the Buccaneers. Oh, I'm going with the winner. I'm going with the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Like yep. I said last week, Atlanta is is just barely hanging on every week, waiting for that downturn that they always have. They they almost sputtered out, but they got lucky at the end to get that win against uh, the Packers. However, they did not cover. I think this week, Thursday night, love the home team. Thursday night NFL games, absolutely love it. The fact I'm getting four points, I mean. I'll take it, but uh, I love Tampa Bay right here. Yeah, Collier? Yeah, I love the Bucks too. I know the Falcons are playing pretty damn good. That defense still giving up a lot of points. And on Thursday night, after a big battle against the Packers, I think the Bucks. I don't know, they might not win, but I think they obviously are going to keep it within the four. Yeah, I think they keep it within the four, too. Huge play for me on this. Um, they've been trending up. Um Probably should have won against Oakland last week, but the Raiders, they uh, kept battling back and got the win. Um, Falcons beat the Packers, but you got to think that's that's taking it out on a little bit emotionally. Um, public, of course, all over the Falcons here. Bucks actually beat the Falcons in Atlanta week one. Um, Falcons have gotten better, but I think uh, Tampa Bay, they, they kind of went downhill after that, but I think they've gotten a little better. So I'm going to take the Buccaneers here too. It looks like we're all on Tampa Bay tomorrow night. I think that should be some good money for you. So uh, hopefully you agree. Next up, um, it should be a great – on paper should be a great quarterback matchup. Hasn't really materialized in his young pro career. Andrew Luck leads the – Indianapolis Colts to the frozen tundra of Lambeau. Uh, seven and a half point dog on the road in Green Bay. Kyle, are you rolling with the pack this week? Uh, I thought about it, but I really just don't think the Packers can keep a game out of reach. It's just sad because one week the defense is good, the other week the offense is good. They can never decide to play great at the same time. I think the offense is back on track. Aaron Rodgers had four touchdowns last week with some scrub receivers plus Jordy Nelson. I think that the Packers will win, but I think they don't win by four points. All right. So I'm taking Colts plus 7.5. Boomer? I'm a bit out of character again right here. I, I'm taking 
the Packers. I, I think that Aaron Rodgers has figured it out. He's pretty pissed off last week that they didn't come out with that win that they should have. Um, they had a couple of games now without having a running back whatsoever. I think uh, Ripkowski, whatever that crazy bastard's name is, I think that he is a threat. Anytime they get inside the five, he's a mean SOB. Mm-hmm. I, I, and the Colts, I mean, they just they don't have it. The Colts have Andrew Luck, and they have nothing else. No defense, no offensive line. Frank Gore does what he can, but those knees just uh, are grinding to a halt real fast. I, I like the Packers minus the seven and a half. Yeah. All right, I think the over could be in play here, but that's not my pick. I'm taking the Colts. Um, I like them a lot in this spot. The Packers, I think top three cornerbacks were out last week. One of them got hurt, came back in, but they're they're lacking help in the secondary right now, really injured in that department. Um, That's like another uh, quick fact about yeah, the Alabama game, though. Y'all do remember that Eddie Jackson will not be playing. We do. No, but we've had two weeks to prepare for the loss of Eddie Jackson. If anybody can do that, I think it's Nick Saban and all the five stars he has backing up Eddie Jackson. But back to the game of hand, seven and a half for the Colts. I'm taking them. I think Andrew Luck, I mean, he kind of gets in a, a rhythm here. The Packers' defense is not great when they're healthy, and now that they aren't healthy, I'm not saying he has a field day, but I think he'll keep it within the number. He might have a backdoor situation here. I think the Colts get the win, but – or I'm sorry, the Packers get the win, but the Colts keep it within the number. Also look for the over of 52 and a half in this one. So, next up, Sunday night matchup. I'm actually really excited about this. Uh, I've been high on the Raiders for a little bit now. My boy Amari Cooper down there. Derek Carr's been lighting it up. They're at home to the Denver Broncos. Top One of the top offenses versus one of the top defenses. Um, should be entertaining to see. Collier, what are you taking in this Sunday night primetime matchup? Yeah, I mean, what a great matchup. The Raiders have five road wins on the season. And they get the defending Super Bowl chance at home on a Sunday night. Uh, unfortunately for them, I think that defense is going to tear them up. I'm taking Broncos' money line. Okay. Um, it is a pick, so the money line <laughs> would be advised. Uh, oh, I took it. Boomer, who are you taking here? Oh, man. I usually, I mean, defense always beats offense in, in these kind of situations. But the fact that it's a Sunday night game and the next Brett Favre will be on the field. Thank you. Making his his debut. debut. What? Uh, I, I like I like the Raiders. And they've all they've done is disappoint me this year. But I do like them to finally start winning some money right yeah, here. That's uh, That's been my comp for Derek Carr for a while. Is uh, Brett Favre hadn't had much love on it, but I appreciate Are y'all you fucking that kidding me? He is Brett Favre down to the number. He's a gunslinger through and through. Unbelievable. I'm not saying he's as good as Brett Favre, but he has that mentality. And uh, he, he could be. He could be. He's got the receivers to do it. I've been back and forth on this one too, but I'm going to take the defense. Uh, Raiders have had some close calls, a couple of close calls in a row. I don't think the Broncos' offense is going to be able to get it done. Um, Low-scoring affair here as well, I believe. Uh, I think the over-under is 44.5. I'm not going to touch that, but that should tell you all you need to know. Um, I like Oakland. Or, I'm sorry, I like Denver here to uh, to win the game. Defense. Hey, you can change your mind. There's no, still no uh, I'm taking the defense here. Denver Broncos. On the road to get the win. Um, 
Final scheduled NFL game for us this week, the Buffalo Bills, plus six and a half, traveling to Seattle to take on the Russell Wilson, very injured still looking like Russell Wilson-led Seattle Seahawks. Collier, what's your uh, take on this game? Yeah, this is not the same Seahawks team that we had a couple years ago, and uh, the Ryan brothers were very embarrassed last week against New England, which was to be expected. But anyways, I'm taking Bills plus 6.5. I think they keep it close. You know, Seattle's a wild place, but the Ryan brothers are wilder. So give me plus 6.5, Bills. All right, Boomer. I agree. The, the Ryan brothers, they know they're on their way out. They're going to try to just burn it down like the Confederates did all the way down to Savannah on their way out. Okay. They give me uh, give me the Bills plus 6.5. I I don't see them rolling over like most teams would. Okay. Um, I don't know. Uh, this is another one that's been back and forth. Russell Wilson doesn't look healthy, but he's he's due one of those breakout games at some point. He always has it. Like, he looks terrible for so long, and then he finally puts it together. And then they go on one of these streaks, and everybody says they're the best team in the world. And I just I, – I can't decide. Coin flip here. I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the Seahawks Sunday night football. That place will be rocking. I think that the the Bills know they lost their shot. They had a freaking four and two record. Now they're back to four and four. I think they kind of have to be deflated. I mean, Rex Ryan conceded the division in his press conference last week. I've never. I mean, he didn't technically say I waved the white flag, but he said there's probably no catching those guys. You just don't hear a coach say stuff like that, and it. I think that has to resonate a little bit in the locker room. So I'm going to take the Seahawks minus six and a half on Sunday night football. And that is our scheduled NFL games. Next up is the vault. Our five favorite non-scheduled games of the week. Uh, Usually a pretty good chance to make some money here. Value plays that we search over through and through. I think you know how it works by now. Collier, uh, we'll start with you. What's your vault looking like for uh, week Uh, 10 slash 9? Well, uh, A&M right off that number four spot, uh, pretty high on them right now. They're going to Mississippi State. I'm taking them minus 13.5. I think they'll beat them by at least 35. Uh, Florida State at NC State. Seminoles put a staff through NC State's heart. Uh, Florida State minus 5.5. Iowa at Penn State. Uh, I'm not bonded to the hop of Penn State, number 12 in the initial rankings. What the hell is that? Give me Iowa plus 7.5 all day. Uh, Big Blue Nation, UK versus Georgia. I wasn't going to even touch this game until I heard Bob Stoops talking about the boys waking up the other day, uh, rattling down the dorm rooms. They're ready to fucking play. Give me UK minus two. I'm riding them hot. Let's freaking go. Uh, Then we're going to go Saints at 49ers. Give me NOLA minus 3.5 because... San Francisco versus New Orleans, uh, where you're going to have a good time. Fucking NOLA, you're getting blackout. Give me NOLA minus 3.5. Oh, okay. That's a sound reasoning there for your last one. Uh, Boomer, who you like here? Well, I am uh, starting out with a team that always makes everybody mon- money. That is the Miami of Ohio. Those crazy bastards up there, all they know how to do is cover the spread versus Central Michigan. Give me the four with Miami of Ohio. Is that plus Next. or minus? Plus four. Okay. Exactly. I love that. Whenever somebody asks you that question, you're getting points, you know you're making money. Next, I'm going with 
my man that has more bruised knees than a $2 hooker. Whoa, now. Colin Kaepernick. Yep. Plus three and a half against your beloved Saints. <laughs> They're coming in hot. Look then to cover that three. Then, Georgia Southern, plus 28. Damn, boom. It's going to be, it's going to be you know, probably 14 points throughout the game. I think Georgia Southern, they're, they're really good at, at running the football. I think it's going to shorten down the game a lot. I think, I think that they will probably, it'll be up in the air towards the end. But Chad Kelly, I, I don't think he's got, he's got the arm. He's going to have to do it all by himself. He's going to get worn out by the fourth quarter. Then, I'm going with the Cleveland skid marks. I mean the Cleveland Browns. Damn, dog. All over his shit. Seven and a half against. It's at least eight. Against Dick Prescott. Son of a bitch right here. I absolutely love the Browns in this spot. Why? I don't know. I just love pain, I guess. Hold your nose. Take the seven and a half. Then circle it all the way back to East Carolina. Plus eight at Tulsa, blind dog bet of the week. No clue why they're getting so many points. Take them. All right, Miami of Ohio, the 49ers, Georgia Southern, the Browns, and East Carolina. I'll tell you what, you must have been following me around all day because uh, you made some good value plays there. We'll have to hear about them here in a second. First up in my vault, though, Faden Collier a little bit. Uh, um, my buddy Ed Fang hit on that earlier about the Mississippi State A&M game. Uh, I had it marked down a little bit earlier, too. He just reassured my faith. Uh, taking Mississippi State plus the 13 and the hook at home, I'm going to wait till that gets up to 14. So I'm going to take it at 14. If not, I'll buy the half. A&M off a bye? Uh, yeah. They're not off a bye. They played New Mexico State. Me and Boomer covered that game. Off a bye? No. No, no. Um, Next up, Air Force, Army. Air Force, minus a point and a half on the road at Army. Take them. Uh, they win that game. They win the Commander-in-Chief trophy. Uh, that's a big deal for those kind of folks. Um, I like Air Force, minus one and a half. They're going to play motivated to go ahead and capture that Army or Commander-in-Chief trophy. They don't have to wait around for that Navy game. They will get it done. Next up. The Pitt Panthers, been taking them all year. We're going to take them again. Miami is a team that's really typical Mark Rick slide. They, he can't control his team even in Miami. Come on now, Mark. Uh, Pitt plus three in the hook traveling to South Beach. It's an 11 o'clock kickoff. No one, and I do mean no one, will be at that game. Finally, Boomer, here's where we hop in the same territory a little bit. Love the Browns this week. I've got it at 8. That game will go to 10 once they announce the starting quarterback. It's kind of off the books on some of the sites, but that will get to 10. Um, I'm not saying they're going to win, but this might be one of those spots where they get a number. Dak uh, is starting to heat up. You know, he played pretty pretty decent. We'll give him decent on Sunday night. He had some, some clutch touchdowns. But he's they're gonna start the chatter's starting to heat up, man, on that Tony Romo coming back. And I don't care who you are. I know Dak has shot a lot of poise, but that's gotta affect you. Um, finally, again, Faden Collier back in Boomer, 49ers plus three and a half. This game's close to 90-10 in public money. Uh Kaepernick off the bye, got time to heal up a little bit. 
they're going to get the win here. Um, Dude, I don't know. Like, uh, between the three of us, 66% is on the 49ers, 33 is on Saints. So I don't know where you're getting those numbers because I'm seeing it currently at 87-13, New Orleans. Well, two out of three of us took the 49ers. Oh, okay, that's what your logic is. Um, 49ers, only one. Yeah, okay. 49ers plus three and a half. Uh, I think they went out right. And I will uh, I will say this. I I think Josh McCown is just super duper high right now, and uh, Josh McCown is the poor man's Josh McCown. Oh, that's a, that's a nice take there. Uh, I think Kessler's better, and he'll get the start if he's healthy, but uh, we'll see. So Air Force minus 1.5, Mississippi State plus 13.5, Pitt plus 3.5, Browns plus 8. Hope he gets to 10, and the 49ers plus 3.5 is my vault. All right. It's time. Bring him in. Bring your boy in. Let's what? go. Open that back door. Unleash the animal. Let's go. Stone Cold Steve Austin Lock of the Week. All right. That's it. We're hyped. I'm hyped. Collier's hyped. Boomer's hyped. Boomer, who's your Stone Cold Steve Austin Lock of the Week? Oh, man, I'm taking the training wheels off this week. I'm going to win some people some money. Arkansas money line. Love Brett Bielema in this spot. Favorite coach to take as an underdog. You're probably going to be seeing it come out around plus 180, maybe plus 200 if you uh, have a bookie that does not know what he's doing. Take it, take it, take it. Arkansas will win this game. All right, Collier, what is your Stone Cold? All right, man, so me and Stone Cold drinking cold ones on the back porch, as always. Budweiser's said America, shotgun them. It was a fucking great time. And uh, my bet of the week is I'm taking Trump plus 500 to beat Hillary's ass on Tuesday. Oh, wow. (laughs) Donald Trump plus 500 to win the American (laughs) – Presidency. I don't know where what bookie you're getting that at, but I'd ask him for a little bit more juice. Yeah, that's uh, that's the Gellhorn book once again. Plus oh, five hundred. That is impressive. He <laughs> may go to prison. We never know. I can give you some uh, some lines on this right now. Let's see if I can find it. I saw it a little earlier. Once again, disclaimer on Deep Fried Bets, we are not a political website. No, we aren't. Uh, we do not endorse either political candidate. Uh, Donald Trump is plus 200. So Collier got it at 500. That's uh, wow. that's a yep. pretty good odds. Either yep. way, uh, I think you're safe with Hillary minus 300 this late in the game. But Trump plus 500 is Collier's lock of the week. <laughs> For my Stone Cold Steve Austin lock of the week, Boomer already, I told you, this, this son of a bitch has been following me around all day. Georgia Southern plus 28 <laughs> at the Grove. That is free Money. It's too many points. It's just too damn many points. It right? is. Georgia Southern, man, like, they're not as good as they used to be since old Fritz went down to Tulane. But they're still good. I mean, they, they got still some athletes out there that run that ball. And this is that time, man. I don't care what Ole Miss. They're beat to hell and back. They don't care. They had to have given up. Like, this is a team, dark horse playoff team, beginning of the year, played Alabama. I mean, don't let that score deceive you. I think Alabama won by four or five, but – yeah, Ole Georgia Miss. Southern won this same kind of game against Florida th- three years ago. Right, two, it was yeah. three years ago. Just beating up downtrodden, nothing to play for SEC team. They beat their ass. Yeah. Uh, so Georgia Southern's my lock of the week. Also, one last thing for the viewers from me that I want to spread the word on. Um, I saw a nugget the other day. 
It blew my mind at first. I had to double check it. I think as of last week, um, there have only been like 10, 8, 9, or 10, something like that, games in the NFL in which the spread has actually mattered. Um, meaning like if you took a team minus 7, then almost every game except 8, they've won by at least minus 7 or they've lost outright. As of four years ago, I told you this last year, that only 76% of the time the spread has actually been affected. No, that it would be 24 then. Um, it's just like what this year, it's like... What the actual fuck are y'all talking It's like 10% where the spread actually comes into play. So basically, if you Either the underdog wins outright or the team that's favored covered wins, the spread. Um, the touchdown. So, I mean, just... A little piece of advice, I mean, it's not going to keep down at this low of a clip, but hell, if you're good at picking games, just start taking money lines. Uh, If you like the underdog or just take the damn points with your favorite, like, it's crazy. So you're telling the people to take the Browns? Um, Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's one of them, but yeah, take the damn Cleveland Browns, baby. Take the damn Cleveland skid marks. They'll smell good in the morning. (laughs) All right, so... I mean, that's that's the last bit of nugget for you. Uh, you know, that's what we do. We give the people what they want. But, uh, Collier, what you got for us to lead us into the weekend? Yeah, dude, I don't know. It's going to be a wild weekend once again. Uh, I was sorry about last week. The Tide was taking a week off, so I had to take a week off. I don't remember the weekend at all. And, uh, I don't know, have a good time out there. Protect your kids. It's going to be a wild weekend out there. Crazy crown. Or, uh, cr- what, a, what do you call it? Clowns. God, dude. So, uh, I don't know, dude. Just get wild. All right, boom. What you going to leave us with? You just got to, you know, you got to, in week in weekends like this, with these kind of dirty games, somebody's got to stand up and be a hero. And I'm willing to take that uh, responsibility. So, I would say definitely dive on in. Hold your nose. Some of these some of these games stink. Who wants to bet on the 49ers? Who wants to bet on the Browns? No one. Is no one wants to be the hero we all deserve. Yeah, nobody nobody wants to do that, but I will throw myself out there as that money grenade that's going to explode and rain down $100 bills on y'all. Uh-huh. So take my advice, follow that coin purse of yours, open it up, it's always nice. Oh, right. yeah, I do have one thing. Uh, thinking about creating a new drink this weekend, it's a cranberry with a rum. I'm going to call it a crumberry, and it's going to be delicious. So tell your kids out there that you need a cranberry, and you'll be good to go. That sounds absolutely what, awful. What's the your period or something? Yes. That sounds absolutely terrible. But uh, so Boomer's leaving us with basically that Brett Bielema is not the hero we deserve, but he's the hero we need right now. Um, I, 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 I don't think I could top that. Uh, thanks for tuning in, folks. Check us out on iTunes. We're on the website, defrybets.com. Tell your friends, um, tell your spouse, tell your parents. Uh, We're fun for the whole family. Uh, Thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you back next week.